0: to the Butter Chicken Podcast, hosted by DJ Sharad and DJ Juicy. Ooh. We focus on the stories of individuals
1: who are making great impact in society and culture. The Butter Chicken experience is well-cooked, thought-provoking conversation. Thank you for tuning in, and enjoy the vibes. You got the cool tip,
0: Yes, 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 party people, New York City and worldwide. Welcome to the Butter Chicken Podcast. This is your boy, DJ Sherrod. And DJ Juicy. Juice, juice, juice. What's up, bro? What's poppin', man? Everything is everything, as always, man. Had a great couple of weeks. It's been busy. We've been just out here working. I'm with you, man. I hear that. Yeah, man. We've just been doing so much in so many different places. Um, You know, one thing I... I don't get to tell you enough of, and I know you've heard it from me. And people that know us know that I'm um, I'm not so fashionable.
1: Oh, I've seen this movie before. I'm
0: not well dressed. I just I'm not sweats. I'm good. Jeans. I'm good. And you, my friend, you I like to always commend because I believe. And you're a big guy. You know, I'm a big guy. It's hard to find nice clothes sometimes in our sizes. Yeah, but I believe. And I genuinely believe this, that if I was to ever have someone, uh, consult me or to be my
1: stylist, I would have no problem in having you be that person. Thanks buddy. It means a lot, man. Yeah. And, and similarly, if I had anybody to consult with in regards <laughs> to shoes and sneakers, particularly you would be my first phone call as well. So That's, I guess we have that one thing in common, right? Like,
0: yeah. Speaking of, um, footwear. Yeah. Uh, I'm big on footwear. Yes. And me actually being into footwear has now led me to study upwards of what's on someone's body. (laughs) Like, I don't just look at the feet. The feet is where I start. Okay. So, like, I always will do a foot check when I meet someone. So, for example, if I look at someone and I see their... Wearing a specific shoe, I'm like, oh, that 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 person knows what's up. If they know what's up with the shoes, let me see. Are they wearing nice pants, maybe nice socks, sometimes a nice shirt, even a nice jacket. And
1: then we go all the way to the glasses and the hats and everything. So it's like a, a meal for you. It's like an appetizer at the feet and you work your way up to the, the main course. The main
0: course is definitely oh, the shoes. But you, so you start with the main
1: course. Okay. No,
0: it's not a meal. You okay. said it's, I right. never said it's a meal. I yeah, just look you, at someone's shoes okay. and then figure, okay, if they have nice shoes... They're probably well-dressed. I mean, I defy that. But okay. in most cases, they would be pretty... I would think they'd be pretty hip or cool if
1: they have nice shoes. What, you. What's your thought process on, like, what shoes you want to wear in the morning? How does that work? Because we all know your sneaker collection is, like, crazy. Um, How does that, like... Is that, like, a 10-minute a internal thought? Or sometimes like... it's the night before. Ooh, wow. Like,
0: sometimes I'll be, like, when I wake up, like, I'm going to put these... Jordan 1, bread's on. And that's just that my every day, right? And then sometimes, and I know if I'm in a rush or something, I already have my like three or four go-tos. In certain cases, last night, for example, I was hyped because I knew I was going to DJ for Nike today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm DJing for Nike. I'm going to flex. Okay. I'm going to wear my uh, Air Force ones that Clark Kent did. Oof. And got, was it Got That White? Yes. Okay. So I was going to wear those today. And what happened was, I went into my and I, my sneakers are downstairs in the mm-hmm. basement, in the I'm not gonna say where they are, but they're somewhere in the house. <laughs> okay, but they're there. And I knew the box was there; they're dead stock; they weren't worn yet. And I was, I so I my clothes are upstairs in my bedroom, so I put on my pants, I put on my jacket, my Nike jacket. I'm like, now I'm gonna wear the got the the, the, the got that the got that whites. Okay, right? and I go downstairs, I pull them out the box. I lace them up the way I want and I put them on and then I look at myself in the mirror I'm like these shoes are great but they look terrible with my outfit and I can't, it's just
1: not going to work so it wasn't worth it for you to go change your outfit at that point
0: I wasn't going to do it because I was late and I was my first time DJing for for this particular collab Nike Foot Locker collab mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be late so I just put those took those off put them in the box and today you now see me wearing these Sweet. pinnacle... Swooshless, yeah. These Pinnacle Jordan One lows. I hope our cameraman was able to zoom into those because
1: you know I feel I like these shoes and I feel like they go with the outfit. Oh yeah, they're great. And I, no, I was you? I was gonna say like with, with joggers, like I I always have like this this thing about wearing high tops with joggers. Like you like to? You don't? No, like I don't like to. I think a, I think a low top always just like kind of goes better with the jogger, in my opinion, personally. I mean, some
0: people I know dis this this low tops.
1: I actually don't care, but, but your outfit's on, on fleek today. So it's simple. It's
0: black. I can't. You can never go wrong with black. Yeah. If you wear black and you mess that up, then you really got no fashion sense. Like you Unless you like like the two different shades of black. Sometimes
1: I don't do. I, it's got to be the right <laughs> black, right? This is like of course not. No, no. like, it can't be like a dark gray and a black. It just uh, messes up. Depends black. on the vibe. Okay. But, You know, keep it simple. I see you wearing some nice shoes as well. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't wear them often. You don't? But I decided to bring them out because my wife has been getting on me. She's like, you have <laughs> all these sneakers, like, you won't wear the same four pairs over and over again. Like, start exploring your collection a little bit. I mean, those are actually one of my favorite uh, Jordan ones, probably my top five for sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, this is... Uh, after wearing them today, I realized how much I, I do like them.
0: They're actually way more comfortable than any Jordan one you probably
1: I, have. That's so weird. Why is that? Premium leather it's buttery leather. It's yeah, but most thick, of the... Thicker new, tongue. Most of the new Jordans coming out, the retros are like... Oh, have this... B- not like, like that. They no. went over and above and beyond with the, with that particular shirt. Now, I don't have the reverse shattered. I do. And how would you compare those to these? I haven't worn them. Oh, they're dead stock. Okay. But they're definitely not as nice as those. Those are the absolute
0: nicest. But speaking... Of nice shoes. I mean, I wore nice shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've worn incredible shoes. Mm -hmm. Someone else is here today, Arun. Who do we have? And That person has worn some
1: fantastic shoes. She must be very fashion forward and stylish. But what we're going to
0: do, we're going to look at her whole outfit. Because (laughs) you got to start with the shoes like we were talking about. And then you go up. It's sockless. Okay. Fantastic. (laughs) Jeans. (laughs) I mean, you can't go wrong with nice jeans. No. Very well dressed. Yeah. Let's give it up for our homie, our good friend, (laughs) someone who's incredible in the fashion game, making major moves, uh, creating major impact, doing some wonderful things uh, for just South Asians, but South Asian women specifically, and just the women's movement in general. I think she hasn't gotten the the credit she deserves, and she's going to go a long way from now. And we've caught her, I think, early in her career, but already making making crazy moves from Holy Chic, Mega Rao. Give it up,
1: give it up, give it up. Thank okay. you for coming today.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
1: For sure. So, uh, Mega, we're gonna just like just jump right before we do. <laughs> yeah? I don't know. How did you pick out your shoes today? <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs>
1: did you, you know pick what? them out the night before?
2: It's actually pretty. I I dress from the bottom up.
0: Okay, like explain that so- to me. So we're, we're like.
2: We are, That's like... why I, we
0: get along, man. Yes.
2: they do have an extensive shoe collection, but I like to first figure out what shoes I'm wearing. And then if they are simple, my outfit will be a little bit more elaborate. I will I'll play off of the shoes and work my way up from there, basically. Interesting.
0: So if you have a shoe with, like, I don't know, some, some crystals on it or some gold or whatever, you could go, like, basic up top.
2: Yeah, because you want... To make, I, I like to make a statement with one thing. So if it's my shoe, I mean, in today's case, it's my T-shirt. Like, I wanted that to stand out, so I kept everything else muted. What's
0: your T-shirt all about?
2: So this is from a girl... A uh, group that I support—they're called Hate Copy. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they're dope. They're really, they did really one that cool. says something. Beta, you have a sneaker collection, or my 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 <laughs> beta a sneaker. <laughs> my beta's a a sneakerhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that one? I That's have. Hate Copy too. Yeah, no.
2: No, but their 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 stuff is amazing, and I I just love to support other women that are doing great things. So. So, that was my statement piece of the day.
1: And it says, what does it say on it?
2: It says,
1: trust no auntie. Trust no auntie. Love that. <laughs> I love that too. I trust aunties. <laughs> some aunties.
2: Some aunties. Although aunties, aunties be
1: scheming though. You got to be careful. You know what I'm saying? That's signs. a fact, Jack. Like, Beta, what's going on? And then right behind your back like, he's not married. You <laughs> believe it? <laughs> um, so yeah, Omega, thank you for joining us today and, and taking some time to be with us and kind of just chop it up. We want to really get to know you. We want our listeners to get to know you. So um, you're in this fashion space and, and kind of give us a little bit of history of, of how you got here and where you started and, um, your background, uh, leading up to this.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's been a journey. I think fashion is something I've always enjoyed, uh, since I was a little girl, right? It's, it's just something that I've always enjoyed, but, um, I had the opportunity about 15 years ago to walk the runway for Indian designers and Pakistani designers when they came here. You know, obviously there's not a lot that caters to Indian garments and South Asian garments. And so when they did come, they would have shows, they would have different opportunities. And we, myself and Puja Desai, who's my partner, Mm -hmm. um, we did lots of runway shows for them. And so from there, my passion really grew for fashion and particularly around the South Asian space because Mm -hmm. I just felt like there really wasn't an outlet. I didn't really feel like there was a brand that really encompassed south asian with this modern edge the right way and so there's a little bit of a, a void we thought and so we created this brand and it's just it's just been an incredible journey just to see the response from the community and the fact that there really was a need for it
1: so while you're like a kind of you're, you're modeling basically that's really where, where the start really kind of the light will turn on yeah. right um, were you in another field at this time, like before you started the brand or like, give us a little bit more info on that.
2: Yeah. You know, um, finance. Okay. I, I did finance. I'm still doing it today. Okay. So what? Yeah, I am. And people, people always find that to be pretty, pretty wild. But I'm in this in between phase at the time. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they go through this. It's like, Trying to find out what is the right time to to, to pull the plug or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? And I think we are in a place right now where we're trying to kind of figure that out. Um, so it's been it's been a really interesting journey for myself, but it's helped me at That's, the same time. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, so so wait, so I'm just trying to understand. So 15 years ago, you're modeling. Mm-hmm. You and Puja, who Puja we actually know very well. Yeah, uh, we know her sister, we know our family. We, Juicy, I think DJed her wedding. I DJed her wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you guys are friends. Yep. You're modeling and now you have Holy Chic.
2: Exactly. But there's
0: all this in the middle that happens to get to the point of Holy Chic. Walk us through that like creative process like come up with a name. How, yeah. do you do you did you go to any fashion classes? Did you go to school for it? Like how does it get to this point where you have thousands of Instagram followers? You have online presence. You're in all these blogs and all these places, like, how do we get there? Yeah. It didn't just happen, right?
2: No, it didn't just happen. So exactly. Pooja and I were friends. Um, we were friends in a different way, though. It was it was a lot of fashion shows and we used to do dance and all, just a lot of creative outlets. And then through this modeling experience, we just realized, like I said, there was a void. We didn't talk about it at that point. It was just there. Um, then a few years later, um, I was at an event and I was approached by an individual that was basically like a talent developer. Like he was an agent and he, you guys might know him, um, Nidish.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
2: So Nid- Nidish was basically the force behind me creating this brand and pushing me and saying, you've got this talent. Let's bring it out in the forefront. I'll help what, you. What year is this? This was two thousand and six fifteen, two thousand fifteen. 2015. Um, early in like I think it was January. Um, so, so we not had, even three years ago. Not even three years ago, and damn. so damn
0: son, wild. <laughs> so three
2: moves.
0: years ago, Nidish yeah. comes up to you, and you're friends with this guy.
2: We're friends. Um, we're good friends, and so he, we just had a very casual conversation at an event, and he was just like. You know, I just feel that there's something here. Like you, you've you've been really you've, you've been in this industry. You've
0: but only my like you didn't have any designs yet.
2: No designs. It's just kind of me going to events and putting together my own little looks wherever I went.
0: Interesting. Um, okay. Yes. So You're already on the scene as like a, a fashion-forward person.
2: Exactly. Basically, yeah. Because I was, you know, with these shows and things, it's like I would walk the runway in these elaborate outfits, but I was just like. I like walking down the ramp with them, but I don't know if I would actually wear them to an event. Mm. And I would always ask myself why I just, it wasn't speaking to me. Right. So, um, I would then go out and create my own pieces and like find something from like Soho and then tie it into like the, sorry, you know, and, um, some people, it's risky. And I think some people were drawn to it like Nidish. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he was really the force behind me having the courage to, you know, put all my energy into this company and then, Buja, um, Buja joined forces with me early on, and she's actually the creative behind our name, which is Holy Chic. right? Mm-hmm. If you if you take a step back, people are like, they, they all mess it up. They're like, holy chick, holy That's with the what Y. That's what someone said yeah. to me today.
0: Like, <laughs> someone said Holly, Holly. Holly. Yeah, we get
2: that too. But if you really look at the logo and the name, it's really trying to encompass this blend of like East meets West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, holy, you guys know what holy is. Of it's course. Like, right, it's a spring festival celebrating love. And then... She gets just, it just puts a little bit of a twist to it and gives it like a little bit more of a Western edge. And so that she was really behind creating that name for us.
0: So she created the name before any designs were created?
2: Yeah. She, she was really like, Hey, I think this was, I think you've got something here. Um, We, we brainstormed a bit and then she was, you know, she's like, I think this name really makes sense. What what you're looking to do. um, I'd love to partner with you. And so that was... What was she
0: doing at the time? So
2: she, so she's, uh, she does marketing. In my, Mm -hmm. in my, I call her my marketing genius. She's, Mm. she's phenomenal. Um, And she also has a full-time job. So we are.
0: Oh, in the company she does marketing?
2: uh, Even in her, like her full-time job too. Wow. So
0: her
1: background's Uh, in marketing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I come from finance. She comes from marketing. We both have this incredible passion for fashion. And so we're bringing it out in our own ways um, and combining you know, e- the- these full-time experiences help us. Like the-, the fact that we've worked in corporate America and we continue to do so, there's a lot of positive with that, right? Like you learn things like customer service and, and different skill sets that you need to know when you're starting your own business.
1: It's funny she mentions that because I find it- so do I know. Oh I was God. just going to say that, that we yeah? always will turn to people who work in corporate America and be like, well, what's the culture like? Yeah, How does this work? You know, <laughs> being entrepreneurs and owning a, a small business, it's any input really goes a long way with us and we try to implement that to create this corporate culture yeah. so that's that's amazing uh, that, that you guys have this and and you're also your entrepreneurs i i
0: said oh my god because i thought you thought what i thought i thought something <laughs> totally different oh really Uh-oh. that's what i was i took away from i mean it. i i like it yeah what i what's funny is is that you said this corporate experience has helped us um and we mean my wife is also very into fashion uh south asian fashion uh western fashion and her biggest gripe with dealing with south asian fashion over time mm-hmm. and i've i mean i've been married eight years and you know it is what it is she's hates dealing with indian fashion designers mm-hmm. and ordering custom or ordering even just regular stuff that's available because the customer service is very very poor. Even at retail, yeah. where she'll buy something in like Edison or in Hicksville or one of these markets, and then like she'll need it tailored. But then like she'll go there, and they'll be like, "Oh, it's not ready yet." Mm-hmm. Oh, but you told me it was gonna be. And like yeah. she feels that that's a big problem, even with high fashion designers and high couture brands from our community. Have you did you have you seen that? sort of void as well in, in service from, from brands?
2: Yeah, and you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say that we've got it all figured out because we don't, right? Mm-hmm. We are strictly online, um, and I agree with you. I think Buja and I were those girls. We were the ones that were going to Edison and Jackson Heights and shopping and having not the best experience, right? And then we would go to India, and it would be similar. It's not like any better. Right? You're, you're taking like a 18-hour flight. You're sitting in traffic. You're haggling. You're bargaining. It's just it's a, it's a wild experience, mm-hmm. and so like I said earlier, there's a void. And I think, you know, us taking a bold step and creating an online-only retail store for South Asian fashion is bold. And I think that, you know, our our audience and our clients also think it's risky. And so the customer service element is something that for me is super, super important. I want to be able to cater to that, you know, that void that that we see today, Um, but it's ongoing. and I don't think that we figured it out yet.
0: So have you have you created some sort of plan in terms of servicing the client, and how how is that how's that panned out?
2: Yeah, so I think it comes down to communication at the end of the day. And I I was talking to you about about this before, Sherrod. It's really being able to be available and answer questions. I think there's a there's a discomfort in purchasing something online. And so as much as we can communicate, whether it's in the verbiage on our website or we're available to answer questions through email, we do that. So we've got a team of folks that are just answering emails. Um, It's the majority of my business, right? It's communication, being able to, you know, get to people when we say we're going to get to people. Um, But we continue to expand and we continue to learn from mistakes, even with sizing, for example, right? Mm -hmm. We used to offer custom sizing and everyone's got a different way of taking measurements. So it didn't work. Mm. And so constantly evolving, like, all right, we're going to offer X amount of sizes and it, you know, maybe I'll just set the expectation that they've got to alter it or whatever. So we are testing and learning. Um, but that's where we are today. And I think that the risk we're listening to what the feedback that our clients were giving us and then changing and making tweaks as we have to.
0: Interesting. Talk to us about like the start of it. So the logo was done, the branding was done and you have no product you just have an idea that you want to do some dope clothing. Yep. Is it wedding wear up front? Like, is that the big thing no, early? No,
2: it's actually not. So we um, we we steered away from weddings primarily because we felt that there wasn't enough creative room for us to experiment with colors and, you know, just different fabrics and textures that we wanted to use because a lot of brides tend to go traditional, right? Red, whites, They they want to keep things pretty, you know, clean and simple. And so we are focusing on the guests at the wedding Mm -hmm. and we're we're focusing on some more of the pre-events like the Sangeet and the Mandi where we can have some creative freedom um more with playing around with different colors and patterns and that's where I think that we've found our market um don't get me wrong we are making bridal wear but it's it's for a particular clientele it's not for everyone and I think. you know, destination weddings, we get a lot of that. We get a lot of, you know, multicultural wedding. Like, you know, we have an a, a Indian bride and a Caucasian groom. And they all come to us and say, create something for me. And we just have a lot of fun with that. So that's
0: all bespoke, meaning custom for that particular client? It's not mm, I wouldn't ready-made?
2: Say, I wouldn't say it's custom-custom. We work off of what we have because what you get a lot of is, Hey, can you replicate this? Or can you, can you make me this that I saw on X, Y, and Z? And we really don't want to become like a tailor. We want to stick to our aesthetic. It's super important for us to stay true to who we are, but we'll edit and we'll customize based on their need.
0: Interesting. So how did the first designs come about? She, she's a marketer, Mm
2: -hmm. you're
0: a finance. Nidish is just, I know Nidish is just like, He's the guy. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So like he ain't
0: designing. He's like, I'll
2: make things happen. Just (laughs) you do
0: Right. (laughs) You do you. So how do you get your first, like it's so crazy to see where you're at now and and you're still going. But I'm trying to understand and I'm trying to really educate the listener on how you got to the point where you put your first product online and what was that experience like and was there pushback? Like Mm -hmm. did you have to deal with a designer that, didn't come through with your vision and tell me yeah. about that
2: so um our manufacturers are in India right so when Pooja and I joined my that's very tough right there you're already yeah. scaring me. <laughs> so when you know that very first design that I'm telling you about that Nidish had seen me and that's really my starting ground so I had a sari plain like one tone single sari and I threw on a very crazy bold cape like an accessory mm-hmm. a gold cape over me um, Pretty cool. So it was, yeah. It was like you know we really try to just have one bold element, and so we t- we started from that as our as our ground. And so what we ended up doing was, okay, how do we build on this? How do we continue to work on this aesthetic? So we took another random element that you wouldn't see on an Indian outfit, fur, mm. <laughs> uh, fox fur, right? And we damn, yeah, son, that sounds
1: dope. Yeah, Easy. Anasari,
2: okay. mind wow, you. that's okay. hot, right? Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we took um, you know, really soft beautiful palette for the winter like a very soft um gray and we added this touch of fur on the trim of the sari where that was, like
0: where would it sit
2: so it was all around the border like all on the bottom up okay. the balu, right okay. and people were just like whoa like this is completely unexpected and they were rece- they were actually like open to it they were like i would wear this and i was like all right so we've got who, something who, we've was, got- who was
0: that consumer like who was saying that was it an adit
2: no it, actually, aunties, no, it actually no it wasn 't an auntie, so it was actually within my first group of models that we had rounded up. Um, it was them. They were like, "This is something I could actually see myself wearing. I could see my friends wearing, and i haven 't seen it in the market and so from there, we just continued to work. This was our very first line that we started in the spring um, of two thousand and fifteen, and it was this concept of having really simple garments, one single tone, and adding one strong piece. Um, and people loved it. To this day, like three years later, people are still purchasing from that first collection. Um, and then we've evolved since then. As we've seen demand for certain things, we've created our creations from that point.
1: So you rolled this collection out like at a show? Um, did you like... It was <laughs> just you wore this one outfit. You were getting great feedback on it. And then you said, we got something here. Now it's time to really hone in on this and figure something out
2: exactly so the all of our launches happen online so we haven't actually had a show it's on my horizon we want we want to do a show because i think that you know having people see the 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 collection in person touching and feeling it it's just a different experience
1: right and that's a world that you you've come from and modeling right so okay exactly
2: so we've got a you know a bit of a background in there um but majority of our work is through social media it's online And we would launch a collection. um, That's where people can see it. We do also do, like trunk shows and different types of sample sales where people can come in and. a trunk show? You guys don't know what a trunk show is. I do, but
0: remember, (laughs) there's people listening that (laughs) don't don't know know what what that is. Okay, I've been to a trunk show. Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Like. I've been to shows even, like, in hotel rooms that, like, aunties put on with their clothes. Yeah. And like they come Is this from, with, like,
1: your wife or, or my just... My not to just,
0: going to those by myself. I just <laughs> had to ask. Like, there's designers that come from India with suitcases and then they, like, mm-hmm. park up in, a in like, a uh, Hilton. Yeah. And then they invite you and then you go and then they'll be like, that's 500... But then like, oh, but if you buy these two, it's 800. And I'll be like, nah. So and you were I'm, cutting the deals. No, I don't cut the deal. I'm just trying to – that's, what, yeah. that's, okay. that's so, what it is. Okay.
2: Yes, that's one way. That's one way of doing it, mm-hmm. right? And we – for us, it's really like, okay, we've – for example, right now, we just launched a collection, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks ago it's been. And – now we want to take our garments to a market that we feel like we we want to capture a new client base. So let's say we want to go to Chicago. We take all our garments to Chicago. Wait, so
0: this is something you've done already, or this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we've so done a few. We've this done, is on the regu- Like this is part of your business. I part
2: suppose. of our business. We've done um like LA. We've done one obviously in New York, and now um we want to expand. We basically take the collection to these different cities and showcase them, and people can, where? What do you
0: mean? Like where do you do it?
2: So we would rent out. studio we would rent out it could even be in someone's house in la we did a really great event in someone's like gorgeous backyard and we had like a ton of people come by but you can find spaces there's tons of like rental studios and things you can do
1: and i'm we sure it's i'm them. sure it's curated you have like this vision of how you want it to look when when your customers or consumers come in right like that with the vibe of your clothing line things like that absolutely okay. yeah like
2: the decor i mean we spend months and months planning these things out it's just like creating a new line it sure. takes forever um but it it's it, we always get a great response and what we notice is that once people see the clothes in person they're mm-hmm. Like they're like, okay, like now I know what this brand is all about. I feel good about it, and I will purchase in the future from their website.
0: There's a company called DJ USA that actually does that. You <laughs> can hire yeah. to do it for you. So then you could just hire that company, tell them your vision, yeah, and they'll do it for you if you cut them a check. <laughs> and then what you can do is just focus on your clothing brand. Now
2: that would be awesome. That would be awesome. We leave all the work to you. <laughs> Shameless plug. I'm just kidding. No,
0: I'm just kidding. But that would be cool to collab. And I think. Uh, that's uh something I actually wanted to talk to you about is collaboration.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh it seems that um today's climate and doing business and you guys launched in the social media age, mm-hmm. right? Like <clears throat> if there's no social media essentially like There is no
2: us. There is no Holy issue without social media.
0: No business, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't do business without social. And now I feel more than ever, and I've been in the game specifically in the South Asian game, we've been in it, Juicy and I. For a really long time, we've seen a lot of trends. We've seen a lot of companies go, brands launch, brands close, uh, and then some stayed and really flourished. Um, Do you feel that collaboration is important in today's climate? Collaboration with people, collaboration with companies, collaboration with digital platforms. I see you work very closely with Brown Girl Mag. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about collaboration and and collaborating with with people Mm -hmm. that are not really doing what you do, but... Talking yeah, to the same consumer, definitely.
2: Um, yeah, as much as social media is the basis of what we are, so is collaboration. It is literally everything for us. Um, you know, we—it's not even about hey, there's an outlet. Let's let's collaborate and share creative ideas. It's not about that for me. It's more about this. It's almost like a, a new era that we're creating. Like, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna support each other as as women as entrepreneurs in whatever way we can, and we're gonna almost make a statement so we do a lot of that if you take a look at our lines we really tend to not just launch a collection we do it in a way where we are collaborating we're trying to showcase other whether they're models bloggers people like brown girl magazine how can we help each other grow Mm. that's super important right and so what i've what i've realized is you know we i've had mentors such as angela acharya Bial kadakia these are women that we have looked up to we've we 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 love what they're doing as, you know, breaking the stereotype. And so we've partnered with them. They've given us great ideas and great suggestions. Um, and we continue to do the same for them. Um, so I think collaboration can I, can is the key. Can I pause for you for a second? Mm-hmm.
0: You, we, tend to, um, we tend to really believe, I believe, Arun believes in um, mentorship. Yeah. You said you've leaned on some mentors to kind of guide you and help you. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Pyle Kadakia. Yeah. We all uh, love and respect what she's done in the game. Yeah, um, Huge, right? How did how do you say, hey, I'm this startup. Mm-hmm. I'm not really that profitable yet. I want some help. I want advice. One, how did you do that with, say, someone like her or anybody for that matter? Mm-hmm. And then what was that person's response? Like, Have yeah. have you ever approached someone <clears throat> where they've said, eh, or they've yep. closed the door on you? Or has it always been like, okay, everyone's embracing you?
2: hmm I think you have to be bold enough to ask no matter what. And I think that's the key, right? People are going to shut doors on you, and that's anywhere. It's whether you're Holy Chic, whether you're DJ Shrad, whether you're working for f- Google or Citigroup, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen, right? And so I think that's been a key success for us. We're not afraid to ask. Um, somebody like Bile, we reached out for collaboration. We asked her to be part now, of a did campaign. You, did, you
0: have a, did you have a relationship with her?
2: I knew her through other people. So I've never we never really spoke to her. It was, hey, I know Bio through X, Y, and Z. And so there was a little bit of a connection, but not to the point where I felt comfortable, like, Hey, would you would you do this? Right. So what we did was we said, We've got this collection, we'd love to work with you and we'd love to highlight and feature your story because we think what you've done is phenomenal. Um, oh Paul you're yeah.
0: rocking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but you know why? Because yeah. it's collaboration and you said you want to tell her a story. Yeah. I didn't know, know you guys were a content creator as well.
2: So we do it in a very organic way. So you, it's never going to be like in your face. Like we don't, we want to stay true to who we are. We are a fashion label, right? That right. is what we are at the end of the day. We don't want to confuse it. our audience, right? Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, we want to showcase these incredible women and what they've done. And so by partnering with somebody like a pile... Not only does she come into our campaign, almost become an ambassador in her own way because she's now wearing the clothes and loving them. But that's our opportunity to really ask her questions. And that's what we did. We, were, we said, Bile, you're we love what you're doing. Can you give us some advice? You're seeing what we're doing. What direction should we go? And we just, you know, we've done that with many different people, right? Angela is somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, we just launched another campaign with some bloggers. And-
0: Who are some of the bloggers you've dealt with?
2: So um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the monocle muse Sophia. There's Mariam Shah. She just started her own beauty brand. Uh, beauty yes, brand. Yes, I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah. Deepi Cam. Okay, yeah. she's another one. But you know, how the, are you
0: finding like who's doing this R and D for you?
2: Um, it's it's a combination of Buja and I. Like we are.
0: On, You're very hands-on. We're very hands on.
2: We're very hands on, and we are always on social media. I and mean, we have downtime. We're answering emails. We're on there. We just—you got to be in the know, and you have to just—it's—it's it's work, right? Being on social media, yeah, it's like it's fun, but it's also it's work for us, right? To, and
1: absolutely, yeah. I think it's interesting to see, like, growing up as a uh, a, a child of, of immigrant parents and in this country, um, and sticking to my community, particularly like Desi South Asians. Mm-hmm. How, um, you know, in my teens and in my uh, in college years, like, there's some sort of, like, a divide where, like, you were with your clique mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. And, this, and the other clique was with their clique and you guys never crossed paths. Mm-hmm. And if you did, you would look at each other funny. And then slowly but surely, it's, like, organically now everyone's just coming together. And this is, I feel, and you, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but as of, like, the last maybe five years where really things are organically coming together now. Um, And it's, like, amazing to see that, like, sticking together and just being about the culture and with each other. Like, would you agree? Like, what's your thoughts on that?
2: I agree. And I think that more and more you're just seeing people break the stereotype, like I was saying earlier. People are doing different things, Mm -hmm. right? They're being creative. And it's almost like a support system. It's like, hey, like... I'm doing this. What do you feel? And it's and it's encouraging when someone's like, "You got this." Like you're, I love what you're doing. Here's some more advice for you. And right. you just feed off of that energy and that creative, you know, energy that people are creating. And it just pushes you. And I think you do that once and t- once or twice, and you're like, "Wow, like this is this is really empowering." And it kind of forces you to break that. And you're like, "I want to invite more of it." And it just it becomes this magnetic. So
0: amazing. What are we doing force? holy chic sneakers? If, if we're talking <laughs> oh, about clothing, wow. <laughs> yeah when let's are we doing holy chicks? Oh my god,
2: let's start tomorrow.
0: <laughs> I'm crazy. not I'm not even joking. We're gonna do some holy chic sneakers. i do that. we're gonna make to them only woman size to start. <laughs> and then if the men want it, they gotta buy the woman size. That's tough. I'm like a woman's forty six.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: a thirteen men's. You only do it for the woman, I think. Would you I'll, would you I'll... allow us to get involved with that? Absolutely. We do that
2: would be amazing. If we could bring
0: one of our brands to the table and say hey, Let's do some collab. We'll be able to make the work. Totally. That'd be amazing. You know what's totally. what's, what's crazy is is that, uh, Juicy kind of said it, is that back in the day there wasn't as much collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now all of a sudden the reason why you're even sitting here is because I saw you at some other event,
1: yeah.
0: told you what I'm doing. We said, let's connect. We connect and now we're collaborating. We're giving you our platform. You're giving us your story It's very similar where we're just going to we're going to help push you up and you're going to also help us push up. And at the end of the day, that collaborative thing, I don't think happened prior to the last five years in our community, at least. Definitely not. Where do you see that? Like, what do you attribute that to?
2: Um, I don't know. I I think I, I feel like they were back in the day, people used to look at it as competition. It was like, Oh, you're doing this creative thing. I'm doing this creative thing. And it was this, this like separation and it was never about joining forces. But like I said, now there's something in it for all of us, right? We're going to learn from each other. We're going to help each other grow. And I think, you know, just as you continue to evolve in your business and you're growing and you're seeing this work and be successful, you're only going to invite more of it in.
1: Totally. And I, and I just think people are like just more woke and have less hate, yeah. you know, and yeah. and that has uh, that contributes to that I think as well too. But you're you're spot on with, with with what you said as well. So right now you're currently still building the brand.
2: Oh uh, right? Absolutely, I think right? it's always going to be that way. I can't. I don't think there'll ever be an endpoint for us. I think it's just going to continue to. We're going to continue to grow and evolve. And,
0: and I know you've kind of created your own lane with your designs and how you operate and being online. But are there any? south asian designers or um companies that you look at and say wow i'm inspired by that guy or that girl or Mm -hmm. who are some of those influences in what you guys are currently doing
2: yeah i'd say um the two that to me are the most inspiring are sub yes i'm sure you guys all know right his his aesthetic is just beautiful and it's traditional but it's done in such a unique way um he's just the a genius a fashion genius have,
0: have you guys met
2: i've actually met him yeah i've met him um when i was in india randomly um at Lakme fashion week um i was just there browsing because i just wanted to see what the what the new trends were and what was out um and i met him Wh- when there. was that uh 2016
0: so. so you're at that time a new kid on the block yeah
2: Yeah, he had no. I didn't. I didn't tell him what I was doing. I wish I did. (laughs) Interesting, because you
0: said like for other people you've asked for their help or whatever, right? Yeah, I just.
2: I don't think I had the courage at that point. Um, I was still kind of young in the game, Um, which I still am. I'm still learning, but um, until this day, I regret that I didn't say something to him. Um, And then the second one would be Bial Singhal. I actually, um, I think she's phenomenal. I think she's somebody else who's been able to really capture this Indo-Western feel without being tacky, Mm -hmm. cheesy. There's like a, there's a fine line. And I think she's, she's figured it out. Um, So she's somebody else that I think is phenomenal.
0: So, so do you look at like designs by these people you look up to and say, we want to emulate or are we, are you guys just inspired? And you say, but we want to do things our way, like, what do those what does that inspiration do for you guys as a brand specifically in your designs
2: i think it I think it motivates us we don 't see something and say we want to do this that doesn't serve us any purpose because if there's two people doing the same thing it 's not really going to help us they're going to you know it 's the same item at the end of the day right So what we do is we we take this inspiration and we take you know we look at colors we look at palettes, and we then go to the western runways and we say, "Wow, how can we incorporate some of McQueen or how can we incorporate some of?" you know, Dior into our Indian garments. And we've done a lot of that. Like we've incorporated spikes, for example, into our saris. Or like I said before, leather and fur. And we just find ways to take things that other people aren't doing. And Was that happening at own.
0: all before you guys did it? What do you mean? Like putting leather on a sari or... Spikes. Putting spikes or like at I... the level where it's commercialized, available on a... Sight.
2: I i've seen some of it recently i'd say i've been seeing more and more of it as we continue to grow i i wouldn't say i saw it early on and i think that's what i enjoyed like i really enjoyed mixing these different textures um but you will see it more as you know i think brands are just trying to come more into the get taking western influences so you do see it now give
1: yourself some credit girl You're yeah like, hey,
2: trailblazer <laughs> were you
0: one of the first is is my question
2: um i'd say i would say yeah i i think it's amazing i think we Pretty were dumb. yeah
0: That's awesome. So one of the first to do it, and you're obviously constantly pushing the envelope. Do you look at Western trends and also kind of bring them in um, for future lines? Like, are you going to go to a a fashion show now and then put your stuff together based on what you see and then pull it out?
2: Exactly. Um, So we we start working on our lines like basically a year before. So we just launched and now we're already working on next year's collection. So what did
0: you just launch? Like what line?
2: We just launched our spring collections so that we're a little late. We should Typically, we launch around February, but we okay. had such a huge campaign that was part of this launch that it took us a little bit longer. Um, so that just launched. So
0: spring, you launched spring 18 in spring 18.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which um, some, is a little late. It's a little late. People do it a bit sooner. Um, but, you know, if you think about... When people are attending weddings it's it's going to start now, so April, May, and it actually goes all the way now into like November. People are you know it wasn't that much back in the day, but now it is
0: and I feel like online now you can you can need something for next week and literally buy it today and mm-hmm. that wasn't the case, right? People were buying stuff months in advance and now
2: yeah, and you know to be to be very candid with you, it's the same with us, so we have zero inventory, we don't keep any inventory. On hand, interesting.
0: Um, Tell us about that.
2: Hard. It's definitely hard. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's just it's just not part of our business model today. It may be down the line, Um, but we have a pretty. Long turnaround; it's about six weeks, um, wow, which is okay. standard. This is like normal for Indian clothes, right? Right.
1: Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, that, I've that's ever... known as supply chain. Is that is that correct? It, it, from the corporate world, yeah. Having product when it's being ordered. Okay.
2: Exactly. Um, and so we have a six week turnaround. Um, because we want to make things to what people are ordering. Like it doesn't make sense for us to order like ten of a garment mm-hmm. if there isn't a demand, right? right. So we we're te- again, like I told you before, we're testing. Um, and we're going to continue to evolve and see if There's an opportunity for that in the future.
1: How's your like uh, collaboration? Speak, speaking to that a little bit again with your uh, manufacturers back in India, like how yeah. is is that process streamlined? How mm-hmm. does give us a little info on that? I would hate that.
2: <laughs> it's it's not easy. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, first of all, you're dealing with the timeline, right? You're you're like twenty-four Is that what hours. you guys call
0: production? Yeah, I hate production. production. <laughs> it is. I like sales no, and marketing. It,
2: yeah, it is the toughest part of what we do <laughs> because you're literally managing people millions and millions of miles away right and it's also this like time thing you're like like, right this is when my work starts in india if you think about it Mm -hmm. right um so we have a team of five um out there who do all our manufacturing our fabric suppliers our tailors and Puja and i take a trip out there once a year to really just manage the process
0: what city is that in bombay okay mumbai Mumbai. we still call it bombay i I like to call it bombay yeah absolutely
2: Um, and so it's, you know, it's definitely tough. The communication, um, has gotten better over the last three years. I think that they've gotten to know exactly what we're looking for at this point. The QC has gotten better, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think one of our goals is to make more frequent trips out there and to continue to grow that team. I think we need more.
1: So are you guys sketching and then sending that over or, and, like, putting swatches of fabric on the on – the, okay.
2: Yeah, so we sketch everything out. We brainstorm all of our ideas and that's, then we send that, it. So
1: you,
0: that's you guys or send. that's a designer that's us. from here?
2: That's us. It's Buja and I.
0: Wow. So you're finances marketing, but then you're also – designing together yep so it's a really tight team here
2: very tight team and what then, what's
0: the team here what so that we've got like?
2: five folks here we've got a bridal consultant what, what is
0: that person's job
2: so you know if you think about a bride right there's the demands are there's it's obviously a very important time for somebody and so a lot
0: of emotions
2: a lot of emotions a lot right of emotions. And, and people have a vision and and we really need to pay close attention to those clients and make sure we're portraying every single element that they need. And so I hired somebody just to help me with brides. The communication, the sketching. We worked you know, I I work with her, she works with the client, and we have this collaborative force that we bring this vision to life. So right? is
0: that person like managing the client relationship? Yeah. So it kinda cuts you out from that part?
2: Kind of. Yeah. Cause, okay. I mean, we still obviously have to communicate each and every day about the process and the design and everything, but she, she manages that relationship. It's her client from start to finish.
0: How long is that process? What does that look like?
2: I'd say about uh, three to four months. It's Just long, to make one dress? Yeah, it's complicated, Sean. Right? It's not as easy as you think. I don't want to
0: be in that time. business. <laughs> <laughs> Three to four months for yeah. one outfit? It's
2: got to be. Pre- and you, you present something, then if there is something that they envisioned that was wrong, you bring it back to the table and you oh, edit, right. right? And you got to get to the point where they're like, okay. like Is I this hand great.
0: sketch or is this digital? Like, what digital. is this? It's digital. It's digital sketch. So it's digital sketched mm-hmm. by the artist and your client manager. Yep. They're. Going back and forth with the potential... Cl- is it a client or a potential client?
2: Sometimes it's a potential client Ooh, and it falls no, through. Oh, yeah. no. No deposit. <laughs> I'm not working. So, uh,
0: no. This is terrible. Okay. It's tough for you, that it's means. It's
2: so hard. Yeah, so it's you So you could
0: possibly invest all this time or you're a client person... Can invest we have a limit, stuff.
2: though. I mean, we don't do more than two sketches, right? If if we're feeling like we do, we don't do more than two. And then if it's, we feel like it's not going to work, it's.
0: Now that particular dress that you're doing, that's a bespoke dress.
2: Mm-hmm, that's but custom. again worked off of ours. So we they'll see something on their site and they'll say, I want to customize and I want to add sleeves or I want to change the color. And then we sketch it and we work with the client that way.
0: Okay, so when you then you finally three four months you get it down,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you get paid yet or no?
2: We get paid 50%.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. You get your deposit. Yeah, Good. Now you go to your people in India. Yep. Say, hey, this is done. Mm-hmm. They do the job. Mm-hmm. They, six weeks it comes back, right? hmm Okay, so now we're four months, five and a half months in, right? hmm You get the product in your facility here in New York. Bride comes. She sees it. She doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like she envisioned. has that happened.
2: No, we don't get to that point because we, we won't thank let God. it get there. We will, <laughs> okay, we share God. photos, we share images, we share details all throughout the process before it even leaves India.
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: And then. Yo, I
0: give you props, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. Joe, I, can't
1: deal, I can't do this. It's
2: a lot. It's a lot of work, you know, yeah. but. um,
1: It seems like you have it pretty streamlined though.
2: Yeah. And then we have backup. Like if we need something quickly tailored here for somebody, we can get we that done. People. We have people that can help us with that. But um. It's. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's. It's a really. It's a tough business. I mean, all of us are doing different things, and we all have our challenges. But. But that is the hardest part for us. I'd say. And,
1: and it's a labor of love, I'm sure too. Of course. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, nothing else would keep me up at eleven o'clock when I have two kids. I would be sleeping right now. But <laughs> I do this because I'm so passionate about it, and I want it. I want people to know the story, and I. And I hope it inspires folks to do what makes them happy, because I'm passionate about it, and I love what I do.
1: So speaking to that, like, how do you find balance with your corporate job, the kids, being a wife and a mom, and also holy chic. Like, give us a little bit of. A- is that,
0: isn't that on our page somewhere? I read that somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sounds like mom, <laughs> mom, wife, wife, yeah, yeah, entrepreneur, it's on my boss. Instagram it's page. on your IG, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, that is my life. I literally don't have downtime. Like, I I don't, and I love it. Like, I actually I don't complain about it. I enjoy it. Right? Yeah. I get a kick out of it. So, um, you so know, you're
0: addicted to the hustle.
2: I. I, yeah <laughs> I think I really You like am. the hustle. I love the hustle, and so you know, once I get my two kids down, eight, nine o'clock at night
0: <laughs> you now you you put them to bed.
2: My, my husband and I, of course, my husband helps me. he's He's amazing, I mean he's always supporting what I do, but once they're down is when India is waking up, yeah. right, and so that's where like our work really begins, and oh, we're man. communicating and we're sending sketches and we're having these conversations. but a lot of my work happens then and on weekends. Um, you
0: know, when my kids are down, yeah. when they go down about, I have two as well,
2: Uh huh.
0: eight and like nine, one after another. But my son is rough. He, he yeah, needs he, someone to help him go to bed. Mm-hmm. That's me. When he goes down at nine, I go down with him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm it's, done. It's I'm really, fried from the day. Yeah. And your day is probably similar in the sense you're going to do your job mm-hmm. at work, yep. you're Nine to five, yeah. You come home, you do the dinner thing, you do the whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock, they're done. It's bedtime for you too.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: But it's not. No.
2: <laughs> that's when it.
0: That's when her other job starts. So it's nine exactly. o'clock in India at that time yeah. in the morning.
2: But you know, obviously, it, you guys know it takes a team, right? And so we we have amazing, amazing people that we have on our team there. Here, like with Holy Chic, yeah, right? Yeah, so like
0: we talked about. So you have one. You have you, you and your well, partner. Well, we have
2: folks here too that are helping right. with email. And I mean, imagine that we that we couldn't do that oh during the day. God, that would be yeah. a nightmare, right? Yeah. It would pile up like by by ten p.m. So we have people handling emails throughout the day, taking in client orders, answering questions, and then when the order comes through, it's when we come in and we're working and making sure production is done.
0: So you don't physically do the sales part.
2: No, Mm-mm. that would be crazy. Can't oh
0: my god. It's like every aspect. <laughs> I think with that we're gonna take a quick two minute. Yeah. Um we're gonna be back. We're gonna just pause. Um this is the Butter Chicken Podcast with your boy DJ Sherrod. And DJ Juicy. And we're coming out with a line. Holy chic sneakers. We're <laughs> <laughs> so this. Air we, sh- start, we are
2: yeah. starting tomorrow. <laughs> Done.
0: See you right. See you right in a few minutes, ladies and gents.
1: Hey guys, this is Mega
2: from Holy Sheik by Mega, and I am listening to the Butter Chicken Podcast with DJ Sherrod and DJ Juicy. Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Jazz Dami. You're listening to Butter Chicken Podcast with DJ Sherrod and DJ Juicy.
1: Hey, this is Himes. Shout out DJ Sherrod, shout out DJ Juicy. This is the Butter Chicken Podcast. Yo, this is Rackstar. You can catch me on the Butter Chicken Podcast. We have DJ Sherrod and DJ Juicy, and it gets super spicy. What up? It's your boy, Siraj. Sneaker room all day. I'm here on the Butter Chicken Podcast. This is one of the craziest podcasts I've ever done. Listen to me, if you don't know Butter Chicken is, you better Google that shit. If you don't know who my man DJ Sherrod is, you better Google that dude. If you don't know who my man DJ Juicy is, a.k.a. the Punjabi Fat Man Scoop, you better Google him. We here, man. Butter Chicken Podcast all day. Yo, can I get some Butter Chicken? Butter Chicken? Butter Chicken? Butter Chicken? Yes, 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 party people. It's your boy, DJ Sherrod. And DJ Juicy back from a butter chicken break. Did you eat some butter chicken on your break? I, do I have some on my shirt? Can yeah, you tell? No, I see some on your shoes, Ooh, B. Oh, yeah, yes, the butter oh, chicken. Butter chicken sauce. <laughs> Too much
0: sauce. So our homie Mega is here. Uh, friends, of, friends and family now we call her. <laughs> yes, for uh, sure. She's she's uh, graced us with her presence, our, her knowledge, her intellect, her vibes. And... Um, mega tell us a little about a little bit about your launches and how you really roll these out i know we talked about it um before but boss chic sounds really cool (laughs) and i want you to sort of dive into that a little bit um and tell us a little bit about how that came about yeah what the vision was and how, how you put it brought it to life
2: sure so um Like I said earlier, we like to to make a statement when we launch a collection and we try to do it in a creative way, um, such as a campaign. And so what we did last year was we partnered with four South Asian women that were doing things that were a little bit out of the box. Um, For example, Bio Kodakia, there was Melanie um, Kanokada. I always mess that one up.
0: (laughs) The actress, right? Yes, the actress. she's
2: She's awesome. Um Angela Acharya she's a manager to Priyanka Chopra um just really amazing woman um and then Ami Desai, who is a beauty blogger and these these women all are just incredibly inspiring to us, like we looked up to them and we just think what they're doing is awesome. so we partnered with them, and we really just when made, you say
0: when you say partner now, mm-hmm. you approach them
2: we approached them and we
0: told them your vision
2: told them our vision about the brand, we told them our vision about the collection. And we tried to make the garments infused with their personalities and who they were as women and entrepreneurs. And so they had a little bit of input into the design itself.
1: But you guys probably had to probe a lot to get more information out of them.
2: Exactly. Like mm-hmm. what their their day-to-day style was about, what their favorite piece was in their closet, things that they enjoyed wearing. And we catered the collection kind of around these four personalities. Um, really well received. And I think it really made a statement. And so... Based on the feedback we got, we did the same thing this year.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Another Boss Chic.
2: Another campaign, except this time it wasn't Boss Chic. It was called Holy Chic My Way.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. And so... Was that
0: the video I saw? Yes, it was. And so
2: the idea behind this was this time we partnered with beauty and fashion bloggers. And we really wanted them to... Why did
0: you go that route versus like bosses?
2: Yeah. So what we wanted to do this time was really play on the design and the styling of these garments, right? Because I think people, they want to learn different ways to wear things. And I think a lot of times you buy an Indian outfit for a couple hundred dollars, sometimes even a couple thousand dollars and you wear it once and then it gets buried into the back of your closet somewhere. I and have, have so
0: many in my house. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> How exactly. Many do you have juicy?
2: I'm sure your wife I has have, it oh, too. I have.
0: <laughs> no, my, I'm saying my yeah. wife's not my, even not my mom's house. Every mom. <laughs> like it's one. Sorry, and then it's done. Yeah, you, know, you can't right. wear that
1: again. You know, it's like wait, what? You can't. We wear had you know, Heems right. here
0: the other. Day. Did you know who Heems is? No, who's
1: Heems?
0: Heems is a rapper. Well, now he's just lifestyle guy. He's yeah. he's a senior editor, Indian culture at Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, senior editor, South Asian culture at Spotify, mm-hmm. but he's a friend of ours, and he was saying how he goes into his mom's closet and just grabs uh, shawls. And his ah. mom will, now, his
1: mom is like, "Himanshu, uh, this will be great for you. Oh, this is your so style." Cute.
2: And she's so done cute. with it.
1: She's like, "I rock this to two kitty parties. I'm done." Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So we really wanted to to take bring this out into the to the forefront and say you don't need to do that. And so we partnered with these fashion bloggers who have amazing, amazing style. And we gave him a budget and we said, here's an outfit. What would you do with it? What do you mean
0: you gave him him cash?
2: We gave him cash. And we said,
0: you're
2: like, how do I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Go buy some more sneakers, right? (laughs) But actually that happened. Like one of the girls bought a pair of sneakers and she paired it with her Lenga and she made it wearable for like, a picnic in the summer, you know? So,
1: cool story. My wife would do that. My wife, actually, that's exactly what I was getting to. Um, she'll take old saris that mm-hmm. her mom would wear like in the 70s and the 80s yeah. and make like suits or lengas so out of them. Cool, yeah. And it's like, it's a memento at that point. And then she'll even do like pillows. Yeah. And little things around the house and stuff like that. She's she's like very artsy and into that. And actually, she's a big fan of you guys. She buys a ton of your stuff. Oh, so. it's incredible! Yeah, it's yeah. so good to
2: hear. Yeah. But like that was really the concept, and we wanted to like show people how they really can rewear an Indian outfit. Like you don't have to just bury it when you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and these girls, I mean, take a look at the take a look at the site. I mean, these girls really just they killed it. They it went all out. So good. Um, so we we try to do these little these these campaigns. So that was right?
0: which campaign was this one?
2: That was our this collection that just launched the spring two thousand
0: eighteen 2018 collection. So what's the next one that's launching?
2: We are not there yet. <laughs> we're just like no, taking. Like, is it
0: winter? 19? Oh, so Yeah. Like, so no, we're,
2: we do a small collection, a mini one, in the fall. So it'll okay. be around September, October. Okay. Um, but our our big launch is typically just once a year in March. February, Which is the one March, that just so happened. we just did, exactly. So
0: the one you did, Boss Sheiks, that was exactly a year prior? Exactly. Got it. So the big one that we're going to look out for is spring 2019. Exactly. That's going to be the massive one. Exactly. And that's going to be the one that like i want to be at the video shoot you got i want to be we want a butter chicken is going to podcast live from there oh definitely that would be amazing right. can we Done. can we put that, Let's I, do I, that i don't talk that shit
2: no, i'm I, about trust me yeah. i know i, I believe you <laughs> Let's we're do about it. it so we
1: will definitely do that so we hear all these like uh we've heard all these interesting stories about how holy chic was started and where you guys are now but i think uh one of the things that we like to do also is is really get to know you a little bit. as a bit, person as a person yeah mm-hmm. like what what Tell us a little bit about yourself, like your background, where you grew up, where you Are came you from. from New York.
2: Yeah, born and raised in Queens, actually. Nice oh, Queens. Hey. Forest Hills.
1: Oh, <laughs> is that you? Oh. Where
2: did you go? Oh, awesome! Yeah, Forest Hills. I, I live
1: there right now. So, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> did you go to Forest Hills High School?
2: I did, I actually left. I moved to Long Island right before um, I would I would have been enrolled. So I went to Halsey. Do you guys know? Yeah, One, oh, that's where I went, and then <laughs> moved to Long Island. Um...
0: Where? When you? That's when your parents got some money.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the story, <laughs> when right? Specifically typically what happens. <laughs> where they?
0: Where they? Um, where they moved to? What Beth, town? Page,
2: oh, no, Beth, you're Beth Page. Oh, From
0: Beth Page. I think we might have discussed this.
2: Yeah. Actually,
0: um... I, I feel like I I I did know that, but then it got erased from my memory. Now you're re-putting it there.
2: Yeah, and I think you know that. For me, I I moved to Long Island. I was a, kind of in a shell shock because mm. it was just like. Where are all the Indian people? <laughs> like, what's Beth going on there? here? page there wasn't a lot.
0: No. No. I, it,
2: and especially where I went to. I went to Island Trees, which was like this small little...
0: Levittown, right? Levitt- that Levittown? Yeah,
2: exactly. Wow, you really know.
0: Well, I'm from the next town over, so...
2: You're okay. in East Meadow. Yep.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Um, and I think that, that for me, I was like, I just got... I feel like I got even closer to my culture at that point because I was really? like...
0: Really? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: I just felt like I, I think I was like there was a void. I was trying to kind of identify who I was. Like I was in this, in this new place. I really didn't see any other South Asian people. What
0: What year were you, like your freshman year in high school?
2: It was my junior year.
0: In high school?
2: Yeah. Was it actually, no, my sophomore year. It was my sophomore
0: year. Wow. So um, you're like, yeah. you had to like switch gears completely from like being able to walk to a corner store and like mm-hmm. just go to jackson heights or see your people or see like people from your community like down the block you wouldn't see that now
2: no it was a big change and i think it was one of the hardest points in my life i just think from like a identity and cultural standpoint like who am i like what am what is going on here right and it was it was hard. Like you, people made fun of you. you. You guys, you know what I'm talking about. It was it wasn't easy. No one ever. No. Did
0: anyone make fun of you?
2: Come on. Yeah, no one ever called not. me
0: Gandhi ever. <laughs>
1: yeah right. No one ever called me Godhead. I I was more conscious of like my mom making Indian food and me smelling like it. That I mean was, that I'm was part of it too. Of I
2: think it's. I think that was part of it. It's just- I
1: don't I don't let my wife fry onions unless like unless all my clothes
0: are not hanging on my banister. And your sneakers. My towel <laughs> my sneakers are fine. <laughs> but the towels like sometimes hang in my hallway on my banister. Yeah. They gotta be in the room with the door closed. Otherwise, no
2: onions
1: will be The you know,
2: smell doesn't go away.
1: I'm over it, though, now, I feel like. Nah, I don't, don't want to smell care. like onions when I go to a corporate meeting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: like, what were your outlets? So, so you. Oh, my
2: God. I had so many. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying, right? So, so you many. come from Queens. Yeah. Identify with your culture, our culture. Mm-hmm. And now you move to Long Island and... Well. You were very close to 107, though.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. Hicksville was... I mean, at that point, like it wasn't heaven? like... Was at, it heaven? It was heaven for me, but it wasn't <laughs> booming like it is now. It was like a few stores, It was right? on the rise, yeah. Yeah, but I... You know, like I told you, that was when my modeling career kind of kicked off, and that's when I was, like, partnering with these South Asian designers, and I did Indian dance. Like, I would find these, like, little outlets and mm-hmm. things that I could do. So
0: you're always connected to the culture? Always. I you had... never were disconnected?
2: Mm-mm.
0: So you no. were into dance?
2: Yeah, I did some, like... Folk dancing, Bharathanattam, all of that. I've always you
0: were tra- classically trained.
2: Yeah, classically trained. So did that for a few years. I've just always been doing something. I used to go to India in the summer and you know take different classes and things of that sort. So always a tie to my culture. And I are, think are you Gujarati? I am. I am okay. Gujarati. Are you yeah. vegetarian? Yeah.
0: So no butter chicken no for No butter chicken for Yo, me. we got to kick her out, <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you later.
2: I want
0: butter paneer. <laughs> Muckner <Maktur> paneer. <laughs> Pollock,
2: Pollock paneer. We can make paneer makhni, though, for you. Paneer makhni. Yeah, paneer we'll do makhni, for you. that works. Thank you. Do you eat that? Yes, I
0: do. Okay. That's my butter flavor. cheese. The butter <laughs> cheese. <laughs> paneer. You're a paneer person?
2: <laughs> I'm a paneer person.
0: Wow, you don't look like you have a paneer appetite. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of healthy people don't. Like, they won't eat paneer.
2: No, I love paneer. Nisha won't eat paneer. Mm-hmm. Why chicken makhni?
0: Why butter chicken?
2: Butter chicken
0: why? Why did well Why? you didn't like, read our If you read our deck, I didn't read the deck. I want to know. Don't be I'm coming here. up in here unprepared. <laughs> Why but okay? Hey, I
2: was responsive, remember? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, we
0: we love um, we're very juicy and I are very multicultural. We're very as a brand and what we do, we work with some of the biggest um brands in the world, uh, and then we work with our South Asian clientele very closely. So, we'll do something like a party like holy in the city. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But then we'll do, holy day rather, I'm sorry. We'll do holy day, but then we'll also do an event for say Nike Mm -hmm. or Adidas. Um, So we're all over the place and we're known in in certain circles as just the guys that DJ and do these events outside of our community. And within our community, we're pretty known as guys that are good DJs and run a Mm -hmm. tight business. And we wanted to bring our culture out to the mass and we wanted to tell the stories of people from our culture, and one thing that Juicy and I believe kind of brings people together is food. Mm. Food is something that
1: just brings people together, right? Juice, absolutely. I mean, I think about every party, like conversation. Like, let's yeah. go out for dinner. Like, just have conversation over dinner. Yeah, and,
0: and one of the most um, just delicious indian food you would never know have, obviously i'm sure it tastes like <laughs> it tastes amazing it, <laughs> no it tastes better it doesn't really it's paneer makhni, okay. but it's with chicken i wouldn't
2: know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what chicken tastes like i have no clue so
0: it's a unique texture yeah it's good <laughs> but do you have you ever had like the soy version no
2: Mm-mm.
0: well because a lot of like vegetarians do the soy thing you never don't do that done it. I, I just I feel
2: like it. it's going to taste like nothing like i just it's pretty, good. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> that was
0: a Larry David movie. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> but So butter chicken was just something that helps bring out our culture and it's it's something that we, we really believe in. Plus the color is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's orange and yeah. it looked good on a logo. And then we were able to use the chicken for the logo. So we said, let's do butter chicken. Very
2: interesting. It's catchy. I think it's gonna I think it's great.
0: Yeah. Do totally. you do you think I mean you're a fashion person, we've we I mean Juicy and I have been going back and forth. We want to put this logo on a hat. Would you wear it on like a dad hat or on a hat if like if I give you a, a hat with the butter chicken logo it on it? It depends
2: how big it is. I think it's got to be
0: <laughs>
2: just, it can't be like
0: overly big. Overly big. big. Yeah. I think it's
2: got to have like the right
0: Have you seen just the chicken part? We'll show you that because you didn't read the deck. I, no, so. I I'm sorry,
2: guys. <laughs> I will make sure I read my deck.
0: <laughs> so we will, I want to show you. the I would love to get your advice and see if I put this chicken on a hat, would you spend $20 on
2: okay, it? Okay, I'll give you my honest feedback.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're thinking about doing that. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so you were, you grew up, you came here, and now you start identifying with places like Hicks. So you had a place to go. You yeah, doing, yeah. You were doing dance.
2: Doing dance, doing modeling, and then... Um, like I said, taking these trips to India, like just meeting... I just love... I Literally, I, if I could move to India, I would. Like I wow. absolutely love, love, love the But
0: culture. you chose Jersey.
2: But I chose
0: Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Why Jersey? It's, it's
1: like little India. Uh,
2: you know, I just... Um, I'm close is your to husband my parents. from there? Yeah, he's from Rockland, which is like the border of New York and New Jersey. Right. Um, we found an amazing home. We've been looking and we were open to Long Island or Jersey. And we just... When you find that home and you just connect... Um, that's really what happened what,
0: what town in jersey are you in
2: it's haworth no one really knows where it is everyone's like what is that it's a very small town it's where next is like to Ber- next to what
0: bergen county or? bergen county where like, like paramus area yeah
2: it's oh, like close. 10 minutes from paramus so it's just a very small quaint town and i think it's a great place to raise a family so we how, to how
0: old are both. your children
2: I have a four-year-old son, uh, okay. Arian, and I have a four-month-old wow. daughter. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> are they?
0: Are, so is your four-year-old accepting of your four-month-old?
2: You know, he was, I feel like, when she was first born. But I think he's beginning to feel this attention, anxiety, or whatever is going Ooh. on. I'm trying to work through it. He won't say it. But he's like acting up in different ways. Mm. And Sean's
0: doing the same. Really? thing. Right? Oh yeah. Last night he slammed the door on Naya. Naya was sitting in the hallway, mm-hmm. and he knows he's not supposed to close the door on her. <laughs> She's about to crawl in the room, and he just slammed. Oh the door. God! Very bad. Very. Yeah. Bad. It's like I don't know if they're doing things. it. On, they're doing it no, on purpose. One hundred. They're very. Kids are very smart.
2: Yeah. So I'm like trying to balance this. Like, and I've, I'm an only child, and so is my husband. So like we don't get this whole like sibling dynamic and like yeah. what goes on so we're, I, I'm, we're learning
0: I, I I have a sister but I grew up um uh, I didn't grow up with her she grew up in another house mm-hmm. so same thing like yeah. I was by myself and uh with the with the brother and sister I actually like the dynamic even though they beef a little bit I still like it do yeah. you do you like watching the kids together
2: I I love watching them when they're when he's like when he shows his passion and his like love for her like that's when i'm get, I get really really excited um but i like I told you, like this this little arguing whatever whatever's going on, like I sense <laughs> something is gonna erupt <laughs> in a couple years, so i don't know let's see what happens
1: i'm I'm one of four, so it's like the dynamic that i'm used to is just it's crazy like it's always competition, oh just trying to outdo the other one and and get mom and dad's attention and <laughs> focus on me focus on you're me you're always mm-hmm. like one of the favorites of the, i'd say you're top two. Uh, I, th- I think I'm the favorite. Uh, I think you're top two. So I think I think your little sister
0: because she's the youngest. She also gets it once. I more. think my older sister actually. Yeah, she's, she's a model student. She's a model model yeah. child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So one of them do, are you like? Are you like now hanging out with your daughter more, or like closer to her because your four year old kind of. Yeah, it's, it's it.
2: so interesting. I just think that they're in different places, right? And I think my, my four-year-old's in school all day, nine to five. I'm working, and then I come home. I, I don't think that there's one that I'm closer to. I think it's just different needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we're my husband and I, Ajay, we're just trying to figure out like how we separate our time and attention and all these different things and then manage Holy Chic, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. So,
0: so does Ajay help with Holy Chic at all? Like oh, what yeah. Because I've seen him at, at like networking events and stuff
1: yeah multiple was...
0: times I seen him at two events, and the last two events I saw you at he was at two right there, kind of yeah with you, being supportive at 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 minimum,
2: yeah, he you know, and he's actually downstairs right now.
0: Well, Tell him to come well, on. on. Yeah, no,
2: no, he's there because he—he's on the he, phone. He's got some work to do, but he <laughs> this is who he is as a person. You know, we have
0: free Wi-Fi here. I'm sure he, <laughs> he will come
2: in, but he—this um this is who he is, right? He wants to be there for me as much as he can, and he's like, "I'll drive you right and support you." And it's just—it's great to have. You need that. I feel like you need, whether it's you know your partner, your husband, your family, whoever it is. I think you need a support system, Um and he helps me. I mean with everything fashion shows photo shoots even sometimes even the design he's got an eye for it so interesting he shares his opinions with uh i with I,
1: I can relate to that i definitely lean on my wife for a lot too so mm-hmm. i know you do too right i do but yeah. like we're just like
0: dividing conquer at this point i think we have it where nisha's like runs the house and i run outside the house mm. and then when i come home. I don't want to be the boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to be second in charge. She yeah. could be the boss. I'm cool with that. But <laughs> we definitely great. crutch on each other and help each other a lot. And she helped. Actually, when we were starting DJ USA early and building it, she was working in the office with us until we had our kids. She was there working with us, doing our biz dev. That's so
2: awesome.
0: Um, cleaning us up, buttoning us up, which is, you know, it was such a tough role because it was a, we were a male-dominated company. We're all males. Mm-hmm. And then this female comes in and is like, nope, you got to do this, change that. Change this. No. Nope. <laughs> Everything just had a, Whatever we thought was, was yeah. right yeah. was wrong. Yeah. And she switched it up and we gave her pushback. Mm-hmm. And then now she's... But every- it's,
2: it's so nice to have that because you know you're getting real... You're getting real feedback and you're getting things that are coming from like a place of really wanting to help you, right? think like, I mean, that's the beauty behind it.
0: I get it. And you, so Ajay is your partner in life mm-hmm. and then he's the support thing for you. Exactly. Do you feel that's helped? Holy shit. Because I... I can't see everyone saying, be mom, go to work, mm-hmm. do all this, nine o'clock, put the kids to bed, and then yeah. go on email and work and social and whatever you got to do and it's go out thr- to all these events and be everywhere at once. Like,
2: yeah, it's not easy. You definitely need someone that supports you and, and believes in what you're doing. Um, and so even today, right, it's like 11 o'clock. I've got two kids. Mm-hmm. Where, um,
0: like who's watching them now? My
2: nanny. I have. I, luckily, I'm so fortunate that I've got this incredible person that can help me with the kids, right? But um, he's here with me, and, and I, I would not be able to do this if he wasn't by my side.
1: It's amazing. So I got a question. Yeah. Holy Chic makes great women wear. Anything coming from men in the future? <laughs> we like... get that
2: question all the time. <laughs> You know what? It's not. It's not who we are. And I. And as much as I'd love to, you know, tap into that market and maybe make like a groom and bride set. It's just not our expertise, and I don't want to touch something where I don't feel confident. Fair enough. Um, maybe one day. But
1: how about like a pocket square, maybe?
2: Maybe a pocket square. Okay. I can give you (laughs) pocket (laughs) squares. Pocket square we can do because then the pocket square can (laughs) match. match. Yeah, Yeah, we've done that. We've done that for groomsmen. Okay,
1: beautiful. But socks, possibly.
2: Mm, That's a good one.
1: Tie pocket square bow ties.
2: (laughs) Tie would be really nice. (laughs) Yeah,
1: ties would crush. Totally.
2: Next collab.
0: Please.
1: Keep (laughs) us in mind.
0: (laughs) What continues to inspire you now? Like now, technically, you could not do holy chic. Technically, you could just be your mom and be working in your job. But you choose this lifestyle, right? You choose it. Every day you say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hustle while everyone's sleeping. What is the inspiration? What is the motivation to keep you going at this point when it's not clearly not a necessity for life. Yeah. It definitely looks that it's coming from pure love and passion for what you do. So what's, where's the motivation for that?
2: I think it's, I think it's right now, for example, like I launch a line and we get this feedback and this response and this love for what we're doing. And I, it's just this sense of like, wow, like we spent so much time on something and the response was so well received. Um, It's that I think it's at the end of the day, it's we launch a collection. People love it. People want to buy it. They believe in the brand. Someone like you, Shrad, you see me, you're like, wow, you guys are killing it. Right. And it's it pushes you like you want to continue to do big things and you want to continue to work hard. I mean, just today, like on my way here, I was reading an email that I got from a client about an outfit that she wore to a wedding. And how she said, I stood out. Like, people came up to me and told me how much they loved my outfit. Blah, 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 blah. And I, it's, yeah, you get your share of complaints, right? This didn't fit me, blah, blah, blah. But when you see things like this, you're just like, okay, this is what the brand is really about at the end of the day. Like, making things that are unique and different. Um, and stand out in an event. And when you get that kind of feedback, it just pushes you to want to continue to create
1: and create. That's amazing. So um, Sherrod and I are, are, are very much about uh, empowering the youth. Mm-hmm. And is there any message that you'd like to share with people who are trying to pursue fashion or make it in, in you know, in this type of space? Like,
2: Yeah. Um, obviously, I know it sounds cliche, but go for it. Um, but at the same time, be smart, right? You don't want to jump on a bandwagon because everyone else is doing an Indo-Western line. It's find what's missing, right? Mm-hmm. What is Holy Chic not doing? What is, you know, bi hall, whoever, what are they not doing that you see as this missing link and fill that void and then build your brand? I think that's super important. Um, and I think a lot of people, sometimes you see people that attempt to be what someone else is and they fail because that person's already there for a reason, you know? Um, so, so go for it. Um, break the barrier. Know that, you know, there's a space for it. Look around you. Be inspired by people that are doing big, different things, but just make it your own.
1: Jim? bars Mm -hmm.
0: we call that bars you know about bars (laughs) no we're rap music fans so when you say something dope it's like saying a bar and it's like saying Ah, a rap
2: i'm gonna use that bars Bars. guys learn something (laughs) new today absolutely (laughs) uh
0: is there anything you'd like to close with and and kind of let people know where they could find you and um let people know a little bit about more if they want to know more about holy chic or you Where where they where where can these people find holy chic
2: yeah, so um, we live on Instagram, right? So we are at Holy Chic. It's H O L I, not holy, like H O L Y. Chic dot, uh, by Mega. By Mega. Um, that's our Instagram name. And if you look at our website, which is um, Holy Chic by you can see our story, uh, meet the rest of our team, and see our entire collection. Perfect. Yep.
0: That sounds dope. Uh, Mega. From the Butter Chicken Boys, (laughs) Um, we love what you're doing. We will continue to embrace you. Uh, We will continue to support you uh, as people who uh, are creatives ourselves. We've kind of created our own lane and done our own thing when people told us no.
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: People told us no, you can't do it. Um, To me, to see a young, hardworking mom come out and do this and swing for the fences... Uh, it motivates me as well. It motivates us to see that you 're doing such great things, and the greatness is truly a process, and you 're just warming up. Do you believe that there 's a lot more to come on the horizon?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think um i 've got a lot of passion behind this brand and i and is you know at the end of the day i 'd love to see this be a household name i 'd love it to be an international recognized label um and potentially go mainstream and we 've got a way to go it 's going to take us. Time and a lot of effort, but we are um, really committed to it. Um, and I'm and I'm fortunate that Booja sees it the same way I do, and she's just as passionate, right? And so is our team. Um, so yeah, keep keep on the watch out.
0: <laughs> well,
1: you all always have our support and hey, love. So you guys yeah, are got, awesome. We got your backs. I, we got you're your awesome. backs. Thank you
0: guys. One hundred percent. This is the butter chicken podcast party, people. Wit, 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 wit. DJ Sharad, No, DJ Sharad, And DJ <laughs> Juicy. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Butter Chicken Podcast. We hope
1: to see you soon. And you can find us at Butter Chicken Podcast on Instagram and all podcasting platforms. A very special thank you again to Mega from Holy Sheik by Mega. Thank How do you
0: spell Butter Chicken, Juicy?
1: B-U-T-T-E-R-C-H-I-C-K-E-N Podcast.